That's bounced off Coleman. It, it's come for Lugman. And Lugman scored! Hello there, welcome back to the Grand Old Team podcast. I'm Adam Partington. Um, obviously, a good win at the weekend against Stoke. I thought that that was a good, a good little start to the season. Obviously, Rooney's goal was was terrific. Um, the lad behind me had already given up on Davy Class, and after about three minutes, that needs to to be cut out, Blues. But it was a a decent start to the season, so I was pretty happy uh, with that, and I'm sure you were too. Um, obviously good to see Wayne back at Goodison and, and get on the score sheet as well but this podcast isn't obviously looking backwards it's looking forward to uh, Manchester City on um, on Monday night which is a uh, which is obviously the, the second game of the season and I am um, happy to be joined by Sam Lee a correspondent for goal.com covering Manchester City um, his Twitter is at Sammy underscore goal Sam thanks for coming on to the Grand Old Team podcast how are you doing? Uh, yeah, no problem at all, mate. Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. No, it's 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 great to speak to you. Obviously, you, you know, like you do quite a bit with with Goal. dot com. Um, is uh, mm. is that is that what you do for a living then, or is it just something that you do on the side for them? No, no, it's full time, and this summer it's been pretty full on, to be honest. Especially with City making so many transfers earlier in the summer, there's been enough keeping me going. It's been a relief to get back to the football at the weekend, to be honest. Yeah, I bet. So you were you were there then, I assume, were you, for the for the Brighton game? Yeah, went down to Brighton, yeah. Was in oh. America as well for the pre-season, so oh, really? got a good idea of where City are at, at the moment. Good stuff, good stuff. So how did that go then um, against Brighton? Obviously, the City ran out 2-0 winners in the end. How did they play? They played, well, they played pretty solidly, really. And I think, I think it's quite important to note that that's what Guardiola is going for it at least at this early stage of the season, and I suppose in some big games as well. I think part of it is he didn't want to play Sterling and Sane and even Bernardo Silva um, because I think he wanted players who were used to picking apart you know, defenders who sit deep. So I think it might be a different team against Everton on Monday. He probably will pick some of the faster players because Everton will be a bit more open. But in these kind of games, you know, he went, he went with a team that's going to control the ball, really, and just completely dominate the game. Be solid at the back, which was something City weren't last season. Obviously, as we saw at Goodison earlier in the year. Yeah. So I think he's kind of learning some lessons a bit, really. And now he's got you know more suitable players, particularly at fullback. He's he's making City look a, a lot more solid than I think people were, were used to last season. Okay. Um. So what what are the expectations then for for City fans this season? Uh, Sam, are they? Is it kind of the league or nothing? Do you think that that Guardiola's you know, depending on how they play this year, um, do you think that the City fans will accept anything other than winning the league, given, you know, the, the, the pedigree that the guy had when he came to, to manage City? I, I think they'll have to win the league this year, or if not, um, they'll have to be a good excuse. You know, you know, some kind of injury crisis or something like that, mm. even though, you know, the squad is... I think I think it's the, the strongest squad, the squad with the most talent in it. I think they do still have a couple of weaknesses and they probably do still need a couple of players if they want to be as untouchable as, as they could be. But yeah, you're right. I think definitely winning the Premier League this year, I suppose it's minimum expectation, really. I, I don't think they've got enough to win the Champions League. I think they're another couple of years away from that, at least, you know, before they can even have the squad capable of, of really challenging the best. But yeah, Premier League and 
you know, as, as is normally the case um, with clubs at the top end, everyone wants a good run in the cup as well. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned there, you know, there's they need, potentially they need a few few extra players um, to, to, you know, to, to, to mount that challenge properly. Where then are the weaknesses with City? Um, because obviously you look across the squad from, from somebody who isn't a City fan and you go, God, they've just got quality throughout the whole side. But um, on Monday night, obviously we've got the Europa League before then and, and when we're filming mm. this um obviously before that game Everton um play split and um you know so so obviously things could change from from our perspective but where do you think that Everton can can get at City then in this one well it is a centre-back really I mean overall they still need a centre-back because if something happens to company then you're not just missing a quality player in company but you've also got the problem where Ottomendi and Stones can't really play together. Right. They, you know, they've went into the summer wanting a new centre-back. Um, they haven't been able to get one so far. And the plans have changed so much. They're kind of torn between going for the experienced leader that they wanted at the start of the year and now going for maybe a cheaper English option to boost the homegrown. So I think they're floating somewhere between Van Dijk, who's expensive, and Bed Gibson, who is still still going to be 30-odd million, but is maybe more of a, of a box-ticker than Van Dijk would be. So I think they've got a bit of decision-making to do on that front. So yeah, the main weakness potentially is at centre-back, and it's mainly if something happens to company, to be honest. And in terms of where Everton can get them at the weekend, so on Monday night, it'll be, it's, it's mainly more if, if City do go with more of a 4-3-3, something like that, with the attacking wingers, then, you know, maybe Everton can, can get City on the break and, That'll be something that Guardiola looks to looks to control. So I wouldn't be too surprised if he did start off with a similar shape and a similar system to Brighton, just as he kind of feels his way into the into the season. He'll probably end up using this when well, he may well end up using the same system that they used at, at the Etihad last year when it was the one-all draw. But obviously, City bossed the game, and you remember a couple of great saves from Stecklenburg. Mm. So, so. He will have a bit of a dilemma to go with there, whether he goes on the attack. And if he does, then Everton's best bet is on the break, really, as it was last year. If he goes to be a bit more solid and control the game, then it will be on the break, but there'll just be fewer opportunities to do it for Everton. Right, OK. So I think, um, you know, from our perspective, the issue probably is there is that last season when we went to uh, the Etihad and got that draw, as you say, you know, we, we did play on the break. Uh, Lukaku's goal came off the back of a, a punt up to um, Balassi. Brilliant little flick on, wasn't it, for Lukaku, if I remember rightly. Mm. And uh, But the issue is this season, Sam, for Everton, is we don't have that focal point yet. You know, we yeah, still need yeah. another centre-forward. So I think... And and the pay, we've got a, a lack of pace as well in the final third. Um, unless we were going to bring in someone like Luckman, you know, maybe Morales would be more likely to start for us, so we can try and get him behind that way. But that is a bit of an issue for us at the moment, so that doesn't bode too well, I suppose. <laughs> but it but it'll be interesting to see what happens. So on on John Stones, obviously, there's always an interest still. Well, for me personally, there is because I still highly rate the kid, and you know, although I accept you know the fee that Everton got in the end was was good, and you know that I. I I also accept the criticism surrounding John Stones. Um, but I'm intrigued to know, you know, what, what you kind of expect from him this season, obviously being a former Everton lad, you know, do, do you do you feel that he can stake that place in the City side then? Or is um, is it a case now Guardiola's starting to maybe regret signing him? What, what's the situation with Stones at the moment? No, I don't think there'll be any regrets. I mean, there were times, that, there were times last season when Stones obviously didn't help himself. But I think that's still part of the learning process. He is still young. 
but there, there were also, I think, more times when he was just left exposed by by the setup, um, by the by the other defenders around him. Obviously, when he plays with Otamendi, they're not a great partnership. The fullbacks last year left a lot as we desired as well. Yeah. So there were a lot of times when he was exposed, and it's it's kind of hard not to parrot everything Guardiola says in press conferences. But he does say his defenders need to defend big spaces. So, you know, when the team is break, it can just be one or two centre-backs against three or four breaking players in a massive space. And he's mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, who's going to be able to thrive in that situation? I don't think there's anybody. And so this is why, again, at the weekend, going back to Brighton, he played the three at the back. There were two, there were two full-backs slash wing-backs. There's a bit more cover in midfield as well, just to try and stop that happening. So if City are overall more solid, then it's going to be a much better environment for Stones to to improve I think he'll learn a lot last year but he'll learn even more if you know he's actually playing in a good solid setup and he'll certainly you know he'll be better for it because his performances will be better so no I don't think there's any regrets about signing him um I think Guardiola regretted last year that he didn't have anybody on the pitch to kind of be a mentor to him I don't think Guardiola was actually sold on company until he actually came back into the team at the end of April start of May but I think he's realized that if company had been fit Stones would have been better off. And that's why, as I say, they want to buy an experienced, you know, kind of strong leader centre-back to to fill in for company if he gets injured, but also to play alongside Stones and help bring him on. Because Stones is, is right up there at the top of the pecking order, really, for City. They rate him highly, more highly than Otamendi, for example. I think they'd sell Otamendi if they, can, if they can recoup some money for him and buy in somebody better. So, yeah, Stones is certainly still the long-term project. And I think... Like I say, he didn't help himself at times last year, but at, at times, you know, the team didn't help him either. Yeah. Um, what you said there then probably speaks to the fact that City would be better going after Van Dijk then. And I'm not just saying that to annoy any potential Reds that are listening <laughs> to this, but um, as opposed to Gibson, you know, Gibson coming in. Um, well, yeah, would, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you know, Van, Van Dijk, I think, would be a better, more of a benefit to Stones because, um, you know, given that his, just his, his aura and, and the, you know, the, obviously the experience he's got now as well and he's a little bit older and, um, you know, that might be. And I think, you know, going back to what you said there, which is something that's new, to me kind of thinking about defending these these larger spaces on the pitch and I think Van Dijk again is better at probably doing that than Ben Gibson is um, not that I'm you know an expert on Gibson obviously I've not seen as much as Van Dijk but that's that's an interesting thing hey there's some there's a, there's a young lad at, at City that I've only just become aware of and I'm sure you can shed some light on him because obviously Everton produced lots of homegrown players at the moment you know like said some Davies in the side etc but it's a lad called F- uh, Phil Foden is it he's born in Stockport yeah um, what's this right. kid uh, born in the year 2000 Sam, um, I, don't, I don't know how old you are, mate, yeah. but that makes me feel exceptionally old at 28. Um, yeah, so no, they, I'm 28 as well. Oh, it, are you? It's still, a, it's still a weird one, isn't it? You've seen, it is. seen yeah, these people born in 2000. Yeah, like, I, I, you know what I mean? I remembered it really clearly, the year 2000, and now like there's players potentially yeah. playing in the Premier League that were born then. But anyway, um, so what's this What's this kid like then? Is it, could this be, you know, Man City's homegrown? Well, Stockport's relatively close, isn't it, to Manchester? So, you know, are the fans excited about this kid coming through? Is, is there a chance that he might play against Everton? They're really excited about him, yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if he played against Everton. He'll probably be on the bench. Right. Um, he, he was on the bench again at the weekend. He's going to be part of the squad this season. He's, but he's effectively the, the seventh-choice midfielder, which sounds bad. But um, he's, in terms of the attacking midfield positions, he's probably fourth-choice um, behind De Bruyne and the two Silvers and maybe Gundogan, depending on wherever they use him. Right. But 
Yeah, but I mean, he's only 17, so it's seventh choice doesn't sound great, but he is only 17, and more importantly, he is quality. Like he is so silky on the ball. Yeah, he's he has got a great eye for a pass. So as I say, he plays in the attacking midfield role, kind of number 10 position behind the strikers, and he is going to be around the squad this season. He is expected to get minutes, particularly in the in the League Cup, presumably the FA Cup by the time that. The time comes around for that because unlike Brahim Diaz, another 17-year-old, no, he's 18 now, he's 18 last week. Um, Brahim Diaz, he is going to be around the squad, but his place kind of depends on other signings and he could go out on loan in December. But Foden's going to be there the whole time and he, you know, he may well be better placed for a, an appearance against Everton, but maybe a Goodison later in the year. I think this might be a bit too soon and City's players, most of them, you know, the rivals for his position, they're all fit. So uh, it's kind of unlikely that you'll see him against Everton, but he, he is a he is a genuinely good player. And I know in the last couple of years, there have been a few false dawns with City youngsters, you know, with Adara Boyo, the, the young centre-back, who even with all City's young, uh, with their centre-back problems, nobody's really mentioned him because he's going out on loan, basically, and that'll be sorted out as soon as they get somebody in. Um, and there's Kelechi Iheanacho, who obviously wasn't homegrown, but um, he was kind of seen as, as a win for the academy, but he's been sold on to to make a lot of money so, so he can can bring in better players. So there have been false dawns, but Foden, without wanting to get on the bandwagon with young players, as I'm sure has been the case with Everton down the years, he does look like the real deal. And he it always depends on the players in front of him and City have got some quality ones. But as David Silva kind of gets towards retirement age, because he's in his early 30s now, with De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva maturing nicely as well. I think Foden, as he gets towards his 20s, he's, I think he's genuinely a good option for the next few years. Right, OK. So do you reckon that there might be a chance that he might go out on loan somewhere, potentially, in the meantime? That might be a, a good chance. It probably chance depends City. on the makeup of the squad, yeah. Um, well, this year, I think they've decided that he's better off at City than going out on loan. Mm. I think that'll probably be reassessed next summer. But again, it depends on the squad. Um, he he could well make a big enough impression this year that he'd be kept around. But yeah, I think you know, even if he were to go on, on loan to a Premier League team while he was eighteen or nineteen next year, I don't think that would be too bad for his development as long as the the loan deal's right. Do you know what? It's kind of quite novel and and nice. I mean, I've got no vested interest in 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 obviously what goes on at City being an Evertonian, but I think you know the fact that City are one of the country's now biggest clubs and they're in that, that top elite bracket that Everton are aspiring to aspiring to get to at the moment. It'd be nice to see, you know, a local lad, localish lad in Stockport obviously to come to come through um to come through the ranks there. Do you know what I mean? It'd be quite novel because you see it obviously clubs like Everton, you see it at Tottenham to a certain extent, but once you get into that, it becomes it becomes more rare, doesn't it, when you get to, you know, the sides of the old big four and, and obviously City as as well. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen as much. So I I'd, I'd be quite quite intrigued to, to keep an eye out on this fellow and we'll see how he gets on. Um just turning to Everton then, uh, looking directly at Everton now, Sam. Um, I know you're you're obviously the, the goal correspondent for City, but what have you um what have you made of Everton's summer with regards to some of the signings they've brought in in the transfer window obviously the, the return of Wayne Rooney how, how, from the outside looking in how, how have you uh, have you kind of drawn conclusions on what Everton are up to yeah look overall I do think it's good I do think they have improved the squad and I do think they are really good additions and obviously the Sigurdsson thing is you can't while well, looking at it from the outside you kind of think these things are inevitable but we'll have to see how that one goes but Sigurdsson yeah. would be another really good addition um but 
Yeah, it is. It is kind of exciting times for Evertonians. And again, going back to that, it's a bit of a shame for you, really, because it would have to coincide with a big meltdown from the top six. And, you know, apart from Chelsea and Spurs last year, everyone had periods where there was also really bad. You know, United had a, a lot of draws. City had some really difficult periods. Arsenal obviously had a difficult period and Liverpool as well. But it still wasn't enough to, you know, to drop down below Everton at the end, at the end of the season. So it's, it is a bit of a shame for you, really, because you have got a good team going on, but it's not just going to depend on what Everton do, obviously, unless you have an amazing season and you know, just absolutely blitz it. Because I do think to get into the top six, it's going to depend on another team having a bit of a meltdown. And I'm sure you hope it'll be Liverpool. And I suppose they'd probably be the most likely. <laughs> yeah, oh God, that would be fantastic, definitely. But I, I agree, you know, I mean, obviously as an Evertonian, you know, I want Everton to win the league, but you have to be realistic. And it, I, it's not, and I've said in the previews that I've done, it's not that I don't think that Everton won't improve. Everton will undoubtedly improve this season. You know, there's no question about mm. that, I think. Um, it would be highly surprising if we performed and finished lower than we did last season. It's just that I am look at the top six at the moment as we record this and I can't see who we're going to outmuscle yet. Now, that's not to say in a few seasons continuing to build that we might get an opportunity to bypass one of them, but at the moment, it, it, it is quite tough. So I think that's a fair and reasonable kind of observation of Everton there, Sam. Um, you know, out of that, you've mentioned some of the players that have come in there, but out of the Everton side um, and, and the squad that we've got at the moment, if you could, you know, pick one player from the Everton team and drop him into cities that you think would, you know, really improve Manchester City at the moment, is there anybody that you, you'd choose? It's a bit of a tricky one, that. Um, probably all things considered, going by you know their own quality and what City need, I think Pickford would have been really good. I know City were interested in him yeah. earlier in the year, and I think he'd be really good as not not so much as a backup to Aderson, but I think maybe a kind of you know an alternative to Aderson. You know, they could, he could certainly come in and play plenty of games he obviously had a good start at the weekend you, obviously you, the fact he's English as well that's you, important of Go course on. sorry Sam do you, do you say that because of uh, Pickford's distribution you know the way he's able to to play the ball and, and do you think that Guardiola would like that in a goalkeeper you know that he can start things off that he can get you out of trouble I mean Guardiola likes his goalkeepers to be footballers too right so was that yeah, why yeah. is that why you said that oh yeah 100% yeah it, 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 that's absolutely fundamental for a goalkeeper as as you, you'd have seen from the outside last year with the Joe Hart situation and getting in Bravo. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it, all of that taken in, con, into consideration there, which, which is why I think Pickford would probably be the most suitable Everton player to, to have a role at City. You know, obviously, it's not going to happen now, but yeah, I, I think he'd, he's got all the attributes, really, and with the fact he's English as well, another homegrown player, which is important to City. I still think they need another one. So yeah, of all of them, I'd go for um, Pickford. Although I like the look of Sandro Ramirez as well, but for City, I think Pickford's a better fit. Yeah, no, 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 that makes sense. Um, I, I didn't expect that. I was thinking, who's he going to pick here? Because, you know, obviously I, I spoke to a, um, a Stoke fan before the Stoke game and, you know, that he could choose from uh, pretty much the entire Everton squad that would probably... Everyone, basically. Yeah, yeah that would improve Stoke with the utmost respect to Stoke. Um, you know, that that's just the way it is. But for you... As you know, as, as the guy representing City on the podcast, you know it's probably harder to, to look at Everton and say who you'd take. Uh, but no, it's great to have you on. Uh, so Sam, where can uh, people find you on on Twitter, dude? Where 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 do you hang around and what kind of stuff are you up to? Yeah, on on Twitter it's at Sammy underscore Goal. Um, it's the same kind. If you say I don't know, if you wanted to look on Facebook, it'll just be Sam Lee. You'd probably see my face there and the 
and the blue tick. Um, it's it's mainly it's mainly city based. Although I tried to branch out a bit and because I can't I can't see myself covering city for twenty years. It's too infuriating. It'll be good to branch <laughs> out eventually. So so now hopefully I can start up a bit of an Evertonian following and maybe branch out down there a bit as well. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'd be on on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, and cool. You might pick up the odd Instagram picture as well. All oh, right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, everyone, everyone loves a good Instagram picture. Well, Sam, you're yeah. more than welcome to come onto Grand Old Team when uh, when we obviously play City at Goodison uh, later on in the season. So uh, feel free to come back on there and, and everybody give uh, give Sam a follow as well. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on to Grand Old Team, Sam. Nice one, lads. Thanks very much for the invite. Your history, it's enough to make your heart go. Oh.